Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Hey, welcome back. Hey, the hey, Afternoon hey. Underdogs, Tony and Dave here on 790 KRD. How was the, co- how was the coach's uh, radio show last night? Oh, it was awesome, and it's a, it, was, it was a meat locker again at the Sport and Social Club. But cold? It was very cold, but I like it that way. <laughs> right, I know I like do. it chilly, so I, I put a jacket on. My jaw was frozen. I couldn't talk half the time, but I tell you what, I love it that way, but when the lights come on, it warms up, and Coach is awesome, so if you want to make it for the next Bobby Petrino show, call the Sport and Social Club to reserve your spot, because almost... Almost every table right now was is pre-reserved. Okay, there were six non-reserved seats yep. plus the bar stools last night. So get there early, take your chance, or call and reserve. Okay, I, I got to tell you, I don't. I've never, I've never been to a coaching show until the ones that I've done before, like last week. Right? I've, I've engineered so, uh, many, many, and I'll so tell you, you could say it better than I can. I, I think this setup is awesome. It's great. The first setup, and I told you this before. This is when Bobby Petrino first came here. And the coach's show was at the Tumbleweed, which was on River Road, which is now Mom's Music. Why do you sound like you're 80 years old? you got to go to the Tumbleweeds. It's uh, like two miles from the Kroger's. <laughs> go to the Kroger's. Right. It was at Tumbleweed <laughs> on River Road. Yeah. And and there's there was a bar, a regular, and then the dining room's off to the side and around the corner. Yes. So there was this like wooden shelf, weird setup behind the plumber crack of the yes. regulars that were sitting at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would try to persuade them the to move. The crack, and they're like, "I ain't moving." So, well, Coach Bobby Petrino's coming. Who? The U of L coaches show. <laughs> So there'd be a handful of people out there. They, they'd gripe that it wasn't Kingfish anymore, and then Bobby was there. We would just be sitting there in this very weird spot. And then you go to last night, and it's big time. But it's still it those, is big time. Those days were fun, though. They've got a lot of really cool lighting and signs and all oh. this kind of stuff, and the stadium seating, basically. Yeah, where you have a really nice arena kind of type little situation there at Louisville Sport and Social Club. So uh, head on out there next Wednesday. We will be the precursor to that one. All right, uh, I went on an honor flight last night. I want to talk oh, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to talk about that real quick. Top but ten experience of your life. It clearly. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, it added to it that my, again, inside baseball, uh, my grandmother passed away yesterday. Oh. So during the entire, uh, it's my last one, too. She was 95. She Grandmas went, are my favorite people. Oh, sweetest and most stubborn person in the world. Is that everybody's grandmother? Sweetest but stubborn or no? My Maybe one, just my, the Cuban ones. My one, grandma wasn't, my one grandma wasn't very sweet, but she was stubborn. There we go. My other grandma was extremely sweet and not stubborn. Okay, all right. I, I have uh, one rolled up in one there. She's a Cuban. Her maiden name was Castillo. She grew up in Key West. Uh, she passed away in Tallahassee yesterday. So I'm in Washington, D.C. It's raining. I'm at I'm at all these war memorials, right? And I'm all and I'm thinking my grandma's dying. I got this this oh. thing. I'm on this road trip. I will say I hung with Frank Weaver all day. He is now he's my guy. 
Uh, Frank is the 94-year-old uh, Tuskegee Airman. Ah. And we hung out all day long. He did not get in a wheelchair at all. He was just like, I'm walking. 94. Proud as can be. Proud as can and be. And he should and let be. Let me tell you, raining, raining, raining. He's got dress shoes on, khakis, and no socks. That's a man. He's just an old guy. I'm just, I'm just walking. And, uh, and he was just great. And I, he was with his daughter, and we had a ball. We hung out all day long. It was a long day. Uh, but it was it was very satisfying. But is it the first time for some of these guys to see some of these yes, memorials? Yes, it's a trip of a lifetime for these guys. The, the entire thing was started by a guy named Eric Morris in Springfield, Ohio, to where he had a little Cessna, he had a buddy that had a plane, mm-hmm. and these guys, he asked, hey, the, war, the uh, World War II memorial was built in like 2004, and they said, hey, I bet you can't wait to see that. And he goes... The veteran was like, I can't afford to get to D.C. Right, when, right. Am I, when am I ever going to see that? It's not a cheap trip. When am I going to see that? And he was like, damn it, uh-uh. So he took six of them on the first trip to D.C., and they and they did two days in Washington, D.C. Well, when they got back, there was 20 veterans waiting in his office, and the secretary was like, there are 20 veterans in your office right now. None of them have appointments. Right. So he's walking in. They're all like, how do I go? So that's how honor flights started. Now, there's 143 chapters across the nation, including the Bluegrass chapter here, of course, in Kentucky. 167 people flew out yesterday. I don't know. I think there was close to about 100 uh, veterans. So, And we're losing hundreds of these guys by yes, the day. Yes, but with that being said, because we know that it's hundreds a day, I think 600 a day, something wow. crazy. Um, with that said, the crew that they had yesterday... There's a guy, there's a, a B-17 bomber uh, pilot, mm-hmm. 25 flights, right? There's a guy, you know, he's talking about a story. He had a bazooka, and he was the bazooka guy in in, uh, in the Pacific, um, and he had some unbelievable stories. Uh, there are all these guys. The guy interviewed, Walter, was awesome. He was 91, and he thought he was 80. Mm-hmm. Like, he was rolling things off. It was just like, he was like, what'd you do? He goes, I drove a half track. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how cool is that? I said, you ever wreck it? He goes, you can't put a dent in that thing. <laughs> it was just cool, guys. But I tried. It was a great event. It was a cool event. It was something that I will never forget. Matter of fact, and I don't believe him, but Frank Weaver, my new buddy, uh at the end of the day, he looked at me and he goes, this is the, and we were walking in the rain, going back to the bus. And he said, this is the greatest day of my life. Wow. And I said, I, I, I said, Frank, I, hard, I find that hard to believe, but I, I'll believe you today. It was cool. And then let me tell you, the police in D.C., we had, we had a motorcyclist in front of us and an SUV. So wherever the pressure was coming, it was like a football game, wherever the mm-hmm. pressure was coming with traffic, they would switch side to side and they were going back and forth and bumping around and they were blocking traffic the entire time. Well, they know DC. how to do that in D.C. It was an unbelievable show. Now, it's kind of sad in a way that the best moment of his life, seeing all these monuments, had to wait till he was in his 90s. It was crazy. But thank God for the folks that he was crazy. Uh, it was that crazy. brought him there. It was crazy. All right, we got the schedule. U of L basketball schedule is out. It came out five minutes ago, uh, and I am printing this thing out now, or, or expanding this. Uh, now that we have the non-conference and the conference, it is done. We've got the basketball schedule. It's up. So if you have tickets and you share tickets with somebody, you need to get to your schedule right now so you can start divvying up. Okay, because that, that's what a lot of people do. Give me the good home games. Yeah, okay, the good home games, KFC Yum Center, uh, there's no real good home games until... Now, the first couple are always awesome because basketball is back. Uh, it's, uh, December 3rd is Seton Hall. Okay. Uh, December 9th, Indiana at the KFC Yum Center. Excellent. That's one you want to go, December 9th. Um, 
And then there's the Memphis and uh, Gotham Classic. I don't know what that is. That's in New York, okay? So KFC. Um, eh. Well, Indiana and Seton Hall are your two home games for the pre-conference. In the first half, correct. Uh, Kentucky Wesleyan, Bellarmine, George Mason, Nebraska-Omaha. It's not Nebraska. It's Nebraska-Omaha. Which it's, is in Nebraska. Yeah, it's a school that Peyton Manning started. Southern Illinois, St. Francis. 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 Siena. Bryant. Huh. Five against they, one. And then they play Memphis in, in New York. Albany, Grand Canyon, and at Kentucky. Oh! Wait, is Grand Canyon here? It's here. <sighs> Relax. Ooh, it's the toughest place that to is. ever play. Oh, so, that's a trap game. Non-conference, is, uh, it's got, got Indiana. Seton Hall in Indiana. And then home games for the conference. Pittsburgh. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Virginia Tech. That's with uh, Buzz, right? Yep. Uh, Boston College. 22,000 Buzz. Uh, Wake Forest. Florida State. Okay. Seminoles here February 3rd. No idea how they're going to be. Uh, of course, uh, Syracuse, uh, February 5th. Georgia Tech, the 8th. North Carolina, Saturday, February 17th. And Virginia. That is your home schedule. Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Wake Forest, Florida State, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Virginia. There are... That's Is Florida State going to be anywhere as good as they were last they year? They lost a couple of guys in the draft, and they should have been better than they were. It's Leonard Hamilton. They have some talent. They'll be young. Louisville will handle them, especially Su- here. Super team last year, and so, but and, and, good this year. And fell short. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be okay. They won't be off. They'll be a mid-pack ACC kind of team. Okay. They'll beat you if you're not paying attention, but... So- once the conf- will beat them. Once conference starts, it's pretty good. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech are fun because Virginia Tech's going to be fun because you know it's going to be Buzz Williams. He's going to he's going to bring a good team in. Pittsburgh is always a, a brawl and a fight. Uh, Wake Forest, eh, Boston College, eh, but Florida State, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Virginia all in a row. Nice that's, little run, right that's there. That's a nice little run at home. All right, uh, who's on line one there, Mud? Hey, Kenny in the garage. What's up, buddy? Hey, Kenny. Hey, hey, you guys. I had to call. I wasn't going to call, but, man, you started talking about those vets. My dad, bless his heart, he died in 1999, and his cousin walked up to me. I didn't know his cousin that well, but he walked mm-hmm. up to me in the funeral home, and he told me a story. My dad was in the Philippines and New Guinea with MacArthur. He went back. I, I always felt like MacArthur should have said, we shall return he said I, he'd look pretty silly getting off that boat by himself. But <laughs> he got off that boat with a bunch of soldiers that were that stayed, and they did the job. But anyway, my dad died, and his cousin Ben came and walked up to me, and he told me the story. He knew that Daddy was somewhere in the Philippines, and this was in Manila after the war had ended. And he said he was in this encampment with must have been 2,000 big tents and he just started walking in tents looking for daddy and after about 200 tents he found him and another guy from louisville no and way. the three wow. of them went into manila and found some beer of course they did of course <laughs> and it they was did. hot it was warm beer and 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 i thought damn i i never knew that my dad didn't tell me anything other than uh, my dad was a post-traumatic stress syndrome guy. Yeah. I guarantee there were nights I couldn't do my homework, yeah. but I uh, give anything to have him back. But anyway, those guys, that's amazing what they did. They didn't, they just, it was like, they're going over there and we're not coming back till this thing settles. Well, Kenny, here's what, here's what I'm telling you. 
They need what they call guardians. So the guardians go with one. You're assigned a World War II Korean or Vietnam vet, and you go with them, and you and you you're with them all day. And if they need wheelchair, you push them in the wheelchair. But they need, they need guardians, and they, right. and they need to find World War II vets. So they because we're obviously losing them right. at a fast pace. Yeah, yeah. So Kenny, my dad would be a hundred years you, old now. I'm well, telling you, Kenny, I you got to go get on involved it. in that, but not until you know what yeah. you know. I hear you. Okay. And, and prayers to Mary Beth, too, darling. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Okay. Love you. Bye. I love you, too, buddy. Kenny in the garage. Yeah, there, there, there are a bunch of uh, unbelievable stories all day long. Um, Coming but, up at 430 today, by the way, Rick Matino press conference. You might talk about the schedule. We know he will announce the captains for this year's team. Mm-hmm. That is coming up right here live at 430 on 790 KRD. So L basketball schedule is out, 571-7900. If you share tickets with somebody, you need to get a look at it now and start grabbing some dates. And is when that- we come back, a former number 1 draft pick out of the University of Louisville in the NFL, out of a job this afternoon. I'll tell you oh, why. Oh, I know, and he was a good one. Yeah. A good one. First off, Sternberg Automotive. You need to go to whas.com and nominate your favorite crew. We're doing what we call the crew of the month. So Steve James and I, at the end of this month, will drive out lunch and drinks to your favorite painting crew, electric crew, whatever it is. Just go there and nominate. It's simple. Just go to the contest page, and it'll drop down, and you click on it, and you put your information and and the name of the crew, and that's it. And then we'll pick one at the end of the month, and we'll bring you some lunch. So the uh, Sternberg, because of Work Truck Month, that's what it is. September is Work Truck Month, and who better to do it with than Sternberg Automotive. Hundreds of work trucks. So go to Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley, and talk to the guys of, if you need just one, that's fine. But they can do multiple, too. These are fleet trucks that have been well taken care of. They are work trucks. These aren't ones that come off the line, and they're just a normal F-150 or 250. These guys are set up for work. Check them out at Sternberg Automotive. Back after this short break, it's Tony and Dave on 790. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 4.30, Rick Pacino Press Conference will carry it live. Adam Lefko will join. Maybe we'll get him after 5. 5.05, something like that. This was, what, what is this? What is this? Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yes, okay, I got you. This was weird to have Bob Seger with... Sort of an electronic beat and 80s sound. Yeah, I love this fit track. Bob Seger. Is this the one where he goes to the Playboy Mansion and gets into a fight? That's right. Yeah, okay. And then he's in the dump truck? I think you're right. Yes. Yes, I think that would be Beth. I uh, think that would be Beth. I think that's Chris Rock's first film role, too. Really? And who, uh, who was supposed to play the Eddie Murphy role originally? Was it Sylvester Stallone? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't That's make That's Eddie Murphy made that yeah. film. That doesn't make any sense. Eddie Murphy made that film. <laughs> yes, he did. One I and mean, two are really good. <laughs> no, I'm with you. The third one sucks. What no, was the one in the amusement park? That was awful. That was three. I was actually an extra in that. No, you were not. No, yep, you not. were not. Where were you? You know where, um, let's see, it's a horrible movie, but there's a scene where Eddie Murphy's dressing up like a character. Yes, yes. He's a panda, I think. He's like some kind of animal or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He comes up off stage, and then, um, let's see, he walks walks over to a payphone, and a little kid starts hitting him. And uh, I'm right in the background. Right oh, there. oh, I thought God. you were the little kid. Oh, my God. No. I thought you were about to say you were the little kid. I was about to lose my mind. No. Hey, Mr. Panda. They filmed that at uh, Great America Amusement Park and uh, in um, the Bay Area. 
and it's funny too because they had the casting call for extras and and so uh, I was there with my girlfriend and they do you know what they do they just take a picture of you and they call you later mm-hmm. I was accepted but my but my girlfriend was not oh <laughs> wait a minute you were the, you were the hot one in the couple See, yeah. the thing Dave wants to ask you is how old were you at this point what was I I was in my mid-twenties. Oh, well, okay. Oh, okay. I, actually, I was hoping oh, okay. that, yeah. that the girlfriend showed up and she was on camera so your wife can go back and see what your no. girlfriends look like. That's what I wanted to have happen. <laughs> oh, that was your girl, huh? Yeah, I'm yeah. looking up. She's kind of fat. <laughs> she was not fat. Okay, the Louisville player, released today by the Cleveland Browns, Calvin Pryor, got in a fight with a teammate. The NFL Network says it's Ricardo Lewis. Coach Hugh Jackson confirmed their decision to part ways with Pryor, but declined to confirm that the fight actually happened. Pryor acquired from the Jets in exchange for linebacker Demario Davis on June the 1st. So the former first-round pick out in Cleveland, and Miles Garrett, the easy, overwhelming number 1 pick in the 2017 draft. Cleveland can't catch a break. Two to four weeks at least with a high ankle sprain. He had issues, lower leg and foot issues in college at Texas A&M. So that's the way Cleveland's starting their season. I'm watching the scene right now, by the way, on YouTube. Oh, it's, not, it's not a panda. It looks like no, um, he's an elephant. An elephant in a Waldo shirt. He's an elephant, shirt. and he's walking by the fountain now. This little kid goes, look, it's whoever. I don't want to play it because it's an Eddie Murphy film. Right. right. And there's probably going to be curse words at any moment now. You know this is radio, right? I know, but I... <laughs> okay, I'm just like, you stop talking and you're watching a movie. and You like, can tell my lack of imagine. Con- my lack of concern for this show is dropping <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Three very, weeks very, to go. Huh? It's very, very, very brief. I was wearing a yellow shirt and I had these big, like, horn rim glasses on. Urkel! Oh, dude. Oh, dude. All right. I will watch it in the we'll break. We'll watch it during the break. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Schedule is up. Plus 4.30, like Dave said. We'll have uh, Coach Patino on. He's going to name his captains. And you never know with Rick. You never know what is he's going to say, and somebody's going to ask about his part in the NCAA because, remember, Louisville had had their answer, right, which included a 68-page rebuttal. But then they also asked for a face-to-face situation. Now, separately, the coach has to do his thing. He is, of course, here's where I think I, I'm confused about the process. Really? Confused about the NCAA process. I know. Rick wants to Rick wants to now I've heard he's gotten some high powered lawyers and he's going in there with double barrels and here we go. But his suspension was light though. Here's my question. Is he due to go in and try to argue the entire kit and caboodle? Like he wants the banner back? Oh. And are they gonna go, Coach, we're here to talk about your suspension and nothing else? You know, when I guarantee you, during the early part of this, when he was told not to talk, what did he do? He talked, and he talked a lot. He's not going to be able to help himself. He wants this undone. The lawyers will have to keep him silent, because it is about that. The part that I thought would be the worst in all of this was his lengthy suspension, which surprisingly was not. So absolutely, he's going to do everything he can. Everyone is going to do everything they can to preserve that banner. Now, I may be wrong. Maybe Rick understands that, and he was helping with the U of L end of things, uh, of the other side, and just trying to help without being involved. Uh, and maybe that's what he's doing, is coming in to do that. I think what he wants to accomplish, and I have no idea whether this is true or not, but he wants the same thing to happen with Beheim to happen to him, which is let's take five conference games and make it ten mm-hmm. non-conference games and call it a day. And he'd rather be there for the conference games when the ones that count. And if you look at this pre-schedule here, 
it's it's very winnable. And we know the NCAA doesn't follow even its own precedent, but I think coaches will also fight for the next coach that has NCAA issues to set precedent with suspensions mm-hmm. to kind of try to get some kind of sense of normalcy that these are the types of punishments they're going to get consistent, although they won't. But this is not just for him, but it's for coaches down the road. Are you ready for the NFL tonight? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, now, is Goodell going to be in Gillette Stadium? I saw where there was an over-under prop bet that said how long, if they show Goodell, how long will they boo him? And the over-under was 35 seconds. They'd have to show him on the stadium camera to well, get booed. Well, it then. might not be right. What's what I'm saying? I'm, I'm wondering if, if it's not going to be on TV that if you're in the stadium, you know... Well, he's not going to get 35 seconds is way too long. They're not going to do that. And by the way, the most... Now, the players might boo him for 35 seconds. What's the most awkward situation for the entire weekend, including Monday Night Football? Oh, the kneeling. No. Well, that... Yeah, that one. I wasn't thinking of that, but yes, I wonder how that's all going to happen, because Pittsburgh's going to Cleveland. Well, here's the awkward thing in Cleveland. They were supposed to use, I guess it was firefighters, EMS, and police, local Cleveland... Uh, first responders, they decided we're not taking part. So they got members of the military to hold the flags. So now Cleveland pray- players and maybe some Steelers players, they're going to kneel down in front of our military members. No, no. During the national anthem. We'll see if that goes down. I- I'm-, I'm not sure. And we'll get to the Michael Bennett situation. Uh, they just now, the Las Vegas police have asked the NFL to deal with, uh, the quote was, false reporting. Because apparently they got video or something, and they're claiming that Michael Bennett's entire uh, case has been... He came right out and said, I was a black man in the wrong spot, yeah. and I got yelled at, I got a knee in my back, I had guns pointed at me. He this said was he after got, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. This goes, this goes to whether he, he says he kneeled down and lay down, and the police say he was the only one out of an entire crowd that just took off. So why did we think he was the suspect? Because everyone else got down on their face, and he took off. And... Michael Bennett says, no, I got on my face, and then they roughed him up. And he describes a kind of a horrific uh, way yes, to go. Yes, he does. He, you know, and this is an NFL player. These are the toughest guys on earth. And the police right away said, that did not happen that way. Yeah, oh, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody, you know what somebody's going to have? Video camera. It's harder this situation. for either side. If the police have dash cams or body cams, mm-hmm. or in this case, security footage, it's it hard for either side to lie. Mm-hmm. But the most awkward is Monday Night Football, which is the Saints going to the Vikings. Why is it awkward, Dave? Wow, because the Vikings rape and pillage, and there are no Saints. No, that's the Vikings that lived about 2,000 years ago. Gotcha. Uh, the Vikings used to have a running back named Adrian Peterson. Oh, that that's is right. Now with the New Orleans Saints. See, you got to ke- you got to get caught up with who. Wait a minute, what happened in the offseason? Adrian Peterson is a Saint, and the first game. Well, he's not a Saint. Jiminy Christmas, yeah, that's for sure. Irony. The irony of that is now hitting me. But he is now with the New Orleans Saints, and he is traveling to the Vikings to play at their place for the first game of the season on Monday Night Football. Who you know that was on purpose. Oh! Oh, no mistaken. I'm not sure if the schedule was out before that, but I don't think so. Who's going to be the best running back on the field, Dalvin Cook or Adrian Peterson? Oh, Adrian Peterson is the best running back on the field. That's not a close. I love you have the new guard and the old guy who still got it. Devin Cook might run for a bunch of yards, but still, it's still, it's uh, Adrian Peterson. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. He's Running backs older. get old all at once. Yeah, they do. They do. They can look fantastic in the playoffs the year before, week one next year after training camp and the preseason. It's like, what happened to you? I also saw today how uh, Disney stock is falling because they are blaming um, 
what Clay Travis, which you can hear Clay Travis for an hour here on this station every day, called MSESPN. Right, good. And said that's, that's, that station is killing the Disney stock, and how long will Disney hold on to a bad product? Well, Disney's also getting lambasted on social media. Why? They're doing a live-action Aladdin movie, and they cast a white actor. Oh, man. Yeah. God forbid. I know. Golly. I love Disney, though. They're oh. Great, great people. All right. Um, you know the people? Yeah. Who do you know over there? My sister works for him. All right. She's like a, a hotel manager, right? Yeah. Well, uh, restaurant. Restaurant, yeah. Yeah. She gets She's you high, fed. high up. She gets you fed and gets you half My off. My cousin used to work for him. Uh, the the greatest thing is she's worked there for like 25 years. We have yet to pay to get into Disney. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Did your cousin like it, Mud? She loved it. Now she works for uh, Fox, Fox Entertainment. Oh. Yeah. What does she do? She does PR. It is a, it's one of those, Disney is one of those places you visit and go, you can't find anybody to be an electrician in this country anymore or do any job. How do they fill all these jobs? And they do it every single day. They throw the biggest party in the history of man, and then they do it again in six hours. I don't know how they do it. And they always find Snow Whites. They always find oh. Dumbos, people to walk around those stupid hot costumes. Yes. Do shows all day long, make balloon animals. Now, years ago, the thing was all of the people that in the costumes were either lesbian or gay. Why is this? I don't know. That's, that was the thing, that if you were a char- like a main character, like if you were uh, Snow White or Prince oh, whoever. Peppermint Patty. Do we think Peppermint Patty was lesbian? I don't know. She had a crush on Charlie Brown. Yeah, how could she be a lesbian? Marcy called her sir. Well, well, she was a little aggressive. Okay. And she was a little, uh, is it disheveled? Maybe she was just a tomboy. Yeah. Is disheveled the term I'm thinking of? It is. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. It's not Disney, but just saying. Who was the guy that uh, walked around with the mess all around him? Pigpen. Pigpen. Right. His real name's Matt. No, it's not. You don't know this. I don't know. I'm just guessing. You don't know this. <laughs> you don't know this. It's actually Larry. Is it Larry? It's not. I, I got to get to break because this video is killing me. I want to watch. Oh, we got to see mud. I want to watch the rest of the video. So if you missed it, number three yeah, in the Hill, franchise. Beverly Hills Cop 3. No, He's, here's what it is. I think you have it on the wrong scene. I was trying to look I forward to it. I have it where he first elephant. shows up in the outfit. No, it's when he's done dressing up as the elephant and he comes up through like one of those little... Uh, tunnel. Oh, he goes down below. Right. He no. He comes back up, and then he realizes that he's actually on a stage where a show is going on. Then he does the cabbage patch, and then he kind of shuffles off. The cabbage does yeah, the cabbage patch. What's that? Yeah, he does the cabbage. It's patch. a dance, dude. I thought it was a doll. No, it is a doll also, but it's a dance also. But you'll see me walking in the background. Looking, All right, I'm gonna, like gonna find it. I'm gonna find on. it. Oh, I just saw a yellow shirt go by. That's not yeah. mud. It was. No. There's a yellow shirt. There's a fat kid with no teeth. That's not mud. Back after this. Are you this. sure? You weren't fat and had no teeth, right? He no. was in his 20s. Oh, and he was Urkel. I still have my teeth. Back after this. Are they real? The Afternoon Underdogs on 790. Most of them. Let's get the DVD. You can probably get it for like a Oh, dollar. this is the song in Stripes when they walk yes. into the strip club. Aha. Rubber band This man. could be interesting. The Spinners. When I lived in Michigan, I went to school with one of the Spinner's daughters. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she was cool. Was she fun? Was her name Fidget? Like I had a chance. Like, yeah. <laughs> Please. Well. Cute girl. Was she fun? You're, look who you're talking some of, to. Some hot girls practice charity. <laughs> First She's, name was Fidget. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> she spoke to me. So they banned um, vaping in the building, is that right? In our building? Yeah. Yeah, I think there was only a couple of vapors left, right? Yeah, and they are not happy. And they are not happy. I'm trying to figure out what harm does the water vapor cause. Uh, I think it's got some carcinogens in it. There's secondhand vaping now? I, I guess so. It hits the ground pretty quick. Just yeah, don't blow I, it in my I, face. I'm I, with you. I don't mind. Now, if it was smoking, I'm on my problem. I mean, I didn't mind it. People smelled better. Oh, you know what? That is the, that is a People definite side like effect that it doesn't smell. Snow, you yeah. know, smoke and anything. There's nothing worse than a smoker coming in after the rain. Well, and then what happens, oh, too, like, as smokers get older, they get those shrivelly lips and like that leather face and yellow teeth. Mm. Thank you for painting that picture. All right. That's why I quit. That's the other side of the Marlboro Man. I quit years ago. I never got over a pack a day. I never went over a pack a day. There, there were guys I knew that were three packs a day. I inhaled one puff when I was in seventh grade. Coughed and never touched one again. Well, it's, we know you didn't smoke because you called it a puff. <laughs> I what, had took, one. Damn it, I had one puff off it. What was I supposed to say? One hit? A draw. A draw. A draw. Yeah. Okay. Draw it. Draw. I think we played poker on the same trip. <laughs> Use the words properly. Oh, Take a puff. I just want to go back in time at 11 or 12 years old and find you, right? Oh. And then just go, come on, you're with me. Let's go. What is that? Let, let's go. <laughs> We're here in the hot tub time machine. <laughs> let's go. You're going to learn me? Who are you? Stop talking. Let's go. All right. I'll deliver you back to your parents mm-hmm. partially unharmed. All right, North Carolina and Louisville, they haven't settled on. Larry Fedora says he hadn't settled on a quarterback yet. He played both of them because the transfer did not play so well in the first loss against Cal. Uh, Louisville, f- bottom line, Louisville has to play better on Saturday than they did last Saturday, or they will lose. If Louisville plays the way they played Saturday, I think at North Carolina – could end up with a loss. North Carolina has more talent. Jeff Brom is a better offensive coach, but simply 10 penalties from the offensive line, mostly on the center, and two red zone turnovers. I mean, one yard line, that's red, red zone. You do that, and you you win comfortably over Purdue. But you're right. You make those mistakes again. You turn the ball over again, and you need 500 from Lamar, but you might lose. And again, uh, what I'm talking about is if you have 10 false starts and two fumbles on the goal line, you can win against Purdue. You can't beat North Carolina at their place if you have two fumbles on the goal line and ten false starts. That That's not going to work. Or turn the ball over four times against Alabama at about your own ten-yard line. That's not that doesn't work. work either. I thought it was funny. Somebody wrote an article of like who, like Florida State, like who are the dumbasses that schedule the season opener against Alabama? Like, wh- why haven't we learned to stop doing that? And everyone was answering, "Well, Louisville does it next year." It's called seven million dollars. Yeah, that's what it's called, and it's called you lose to Alabama and they stay number one. You can still make the playoff. Yeah. Now, without your starting quarterback, we'll see. Uh, no, Long odds at that. North now. Carolina was eight to five. A year ago, they, they returned 13 starters. That's no slouch. Mostly That's on defense. Seven on defense, five on offense, but they've got to figure out who their quarterback is. It's either this true freshman or a freshman and a uh, and this transfer. And you hope, you hope, of course, it's not a repeat of the Pat White thing. I think it's an like LSU they, transfer. Like they picked the wrong guy, and then Carolina finds their quarterback all at once against Louisville, and he plays lights out. One of the big stories everybody's been talking about is Trayvon Young. He has bounced back since. The last time you saw him play was what? One play in the Music City Bowl against yeah. Texas A&M. 
Nick Saban was asked if he's worth the $11 million plus that he makes. Nick Saban said, probably not, but I don't really do this for the money. Never really have. I don't think it's up to me to determine what the value is or what the market is for coaches or what value I have created here for this institution and this place. We haven't been asked. We haven't asked for anything. We've been treated extremely well here. We appreciate it. No. I'm not the one that determines what you just asked. What else is he going to say? Of course. No one deserves $11 million to coach. He makes uh, that much money for the school. I know plenty of coaches that will say, you're damn right, I'm worth every dime. I, I guarantee it. There's plenty of coaches. Who's the, who was the UConn coach, the tall, angry guy? Kevin Ollie? No, the tall, angry guy before him that made UConn. Oh, UConn. Calhoun. 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 I, know, I didn't know he was tall. I guarantee you Calhoun can look you in the face and say, I guarantee you and say I'm worth every dime. Mm-hmm. Remember he screamed at the one guy. That's true. Get your facts and come back and talk to me. What a happy dude. Oh, really? But none of these coaches are going to say, you know what? That's a little bit much. Just give me five. No one's doing that. No, but the great ones are like Saban. It really doesn't matter what you pay them. As long as they're getting a fair wage, they're really that what drives those guys mm-hmm. is this unknown. I mean, he comes from, and when I talked, to, when I went to his, I didn't talk to him. He went to, he spoke at a coach's symposium in Louisville down at the Galt House. It was 400 football coaches. Wasn't he like whisked in from the airport and straight back on the plane? He lands on the airport out there at Stanford Field. The car's on the tarmac. It drives right up to the Galt House. He gets out, walks up, walks down the center of the aisle. We're already sitting in our chairs. Right. He walks in. They plug him up. They put a microphone on him. He tucks the thing in his back pocket and starts talking while he's walking up the stairs. They better have all the video that he wants ready to go. I promise you that. And they do. He does an hour, hour and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. He got done. He took the microphone off. He walks back down the center aisle and out the door in the car and out to the tarmac. He probably had breakfast in Tuscaloosa and he had lunch in Tuscaloosa and he made $40,000. Mm. So he was, he was awesome though. And he tells the story. He says, look, where I'm from in West Virginia... You know, whatever he named the smallest town in West Virginia. He said that town makes fun of the town that I'm from. <laughs> so what, there, there are there are small crappy towns in every, in every state, but when you get to Kentucky and West Virginia and Mississippi, it when you're in that small crappy town, boy, it's bad. Right, it's bad. Other states crappy isn't that crappy. No, you're darn right. So when you're talking about the worst possible place to grow up in West Virginia, this is where he worked, he grew up, mm-hmm. and so he could buy that. Town I now. don't know whether that sort of drives him because it drives everybody. That kind of thing drives people their whole lives. And a lot of it is just being the best ever, knowing he's the best in his profession, and putting distance between him and everybody else. Uh, it is. Um, it's. It's. Well, remember, he was it two years ago. They was pissed off because they they added the extra playoff game. So now he says he didn't like. It not because it was a possibility of losing. It was they took a week like out last of recruiting. Year. Right. Like I'm now seven days. He was like, well, I'm now seven days behind on recruiting. I mean, he said that in a microphone with a straight face. Like he's not kidding. Well, we had Brad. I remember last week. He's the guy that used to cover the Seminoles and now Alabama, and talked about how they utilize every single moment. You talked about it. He starts speaking on his way up the stage. Remember, he was talking about media day. Yes, and how it's orchestrated to the second, to the second, to yes. save time. Yes, and other it, people's eight-hour media day is two at Alabama. And then the thought of the big oak or whatever um, doors 
that he has a button behind his oh, desk. This is awesome. So he pushes the button and the doors open up and the recruit comes in. And while the recruit is walking towards his desk, he pushes the button again and the doors automatically close behind the recruit. So Saban never gets out of his chair. Is there plastic He's on the floor? sitting behind his big, big, big wooden desk. Probably like LeBron James' chair in that ESPN commercial. And just like, I'm Nick Saban, dude. Mm-hmm. You will play for me. Yes. River, you're on the main source bank phone lines. What's up, buddy? River. What's up, fellas? Hey. Hey, before, before I talk about the game, we went up to Indianapolis. I want to share a little story about my Indianapolis adventure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind. We drive up there Saturday morning. I guess we get there about 10 o'clock. Now, I go with three guys that we've been friends since the fourth grade. I'm 56 years old. Mm-hmm. We played peewee football together. We played high school football together. So once a year we get together, we go somewhere. That's awesome. That, by the way, that's awesome. So, that's awesome. It is awesome. So by noon, but once we get together, we all think we're 18 again. Right, right, right sure. Right, right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> but it is dangerous. It's so, called being a guy. Yeah. So at noon, we decide getting there that we're going to drink <laughs> a couple beers before we leave the Hotel. Yeah. We do. Yeah, at noon. And then, yeah, yeah. And then some idiot decides every bar we pass on the way to the stadium, mm-hmm. we're drinking a beer. Yeah, sure. So we did. Wait a minute. So, you're telling me you have a Bambi? You're making your own Bambi walk as you go to the game? Yes. <laughs> we took Louisville with us. Yes. <laughs> so, so eight bars later... We get into a bar. It's called the Yard House. <laughs> now, I have no idea why it's called the Yard House. I'm having fun. It's got 300 taps, and I'm kind of bummed out because there's no way I can drink one of each. So <laughs> I settle on a beer. I'm drinking. I turn around, Tony, and I, my nose goes in this big old dude's chest that's standing behind me Yeah, with Notre Dame gear on. Uh, uh-oh. Now... I like Notre Dame almost as much as I like Trinity. Right. Not very yeah, much. You, you're right. <laughs> so I looked at him and I said, and I have no idea where this voice came from. I said, blank Notre Dame. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought, oh, my God, this is going to hurt. This guy got the biggest grin on his face, and he said, you want a beer? <laughs> I said, yeah, let me buy you one. So needless to say, he's a farmer from Illinois. He's big as a mountain. Three hours later, we leave this bar, and we decided at that time we were drinking no more beer, but we had to do shots. Oh, <laughs> River, come on. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So I, I get to the stadium. The first thing I do, I find a friend of mine. I said, here's my wife's number. Please text her and ask her to tape the game for me. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not going to remember a damn play. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I did remember 10 offsides and two fumbles inside the five yards. Of course. Of course you that, did. Yes, of course you I did. I really don't have a recollection of. But, you know, something I was thinking of, I've heard no one talk about this week. We're not going to play another coach that knows Bobby's system any better 
than Jeff Brom. Coach is right, not just coach, but the entire yeah. staff yeah. knew knows them, and they know they knew uh, they knew uh, Purdue. So, so definitely, you know, I, I'm not trying to make any excuses. We played sloppy, but I don't. I got another. I don't understand the clap or the snap. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, it was annoying. I'm with you. Yeah, I understand it if we're playing at Clemson where you can't hear. But, I mean, we were like nine rows from the field, I think. And it <laughs> seemed like it, at least. But, I mean, I don't – half the time he clapped, the center was still barking out calls. Well, that that so, river, that was that was said in the press conference. All night long. Yeah, that was said in the press conference. Uh, that the the center is new and he's still barking out orders and because what Purdue was doing, they knew they had a freshman center over there and they were moving up and down the line and they were calling and center calls out the the duties. So right. he he, uh, he did. Now I've seen where it's very loud in the NFL. You see where the guard looks back and the center stays in his position. The guard looks back. The mm-hmm. quarterback just lifts his leg. And puts it down, and that means it's time to snap it. The guard turns back around and just says, "Okay, snap it to the to the center," and the center snaps it. I mean, I, that seems pretty simple to me. I no one in this world loves. No one loves the sla- the snap. What I mean, game was it? No, I was watching on Saturday where the quarterback was like clapping like this look, the whole time. It is for a hundred years. It's been downset hut. Now they've had various versions of that. Some people go go. Set hut, but a lot of it is set hut. All right, it's for a reason. All right, so we just—they'll figure it out. That stuff's coaching's for it, and and River, I have no doubt that the coaching staff will figure that out. How did you feel on Sunday, River? Uh, I felt really bad. Yeah. I felt I felt bad all the way into Monday. That's how I knew I wasn't eighteen anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh no, but, I guarantee uh, you. Hey, I will say one thing. 21. though. I thought Lamar looked better on his passing. No, yeah, he oh, did. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt on the short stuff especially, yeah. And as much as I hate to prompt a Trinity player, even though now he's a U of L player, I think you got to give Reggie more carries. Man. Oh, oh, yes. You can't call him a running back and give him six touches. you got to give him the ball yeah. until he gets the rhythm. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right, man. Day. See you, River. Yep, tried to do it again like you did when you were 19 or 20, when you yeah. could wake up after a night like that and finish the beer that's in your hand. At 56. Oh, wow. River's 56. So I counted 10 beers and multiple shots. But the cool story. Before the game. The cool story is that he played grade school and high school with these guys, mm-hmm. football, and they still go on one road trip a year for football. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, Derek, you're also on the main source bank phone lines. What's up, Derek? Derek. Derek! Hey! Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, uh, I just wanted to tell you all, Nick Saban was from Grantown, West Virginia, and also from that same town was uh, Jimbo Fisher and Rich Rodriguez. No way. No way. Yeah, I played for Rich Rodriguez at Glenville State, and uh, they all played on the Little League baseball team together and everything. What's the name of the town again? Grant Town, West Virginia. Grant Town. Grant Town. Thank you, Derek. Derek's working in a car wash or something. Have to look that up. I'm sure they have a cemetery there. Grant Town, West Virginia. Let's look it up, man. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. All right. Meanwhile. Uh, back at the ranch. Back at the ranch, y'all. We're going to have in a half an hour Rick Patino. 
And Rick Pitino should have his press conferences catered by lots of pasta. Oh, you kidding me? Lots of pasta. Lots of pasta has cookies and sweets also. What else do they have, Dave? They have tons of things. They have a deli, mm-hmm. lots of meat. We have the baked ham and the brisket pastrami in the fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Cheeses you can't pronounce, but they know what they are. They'll guide you in the direction. You like a sharp cheddar, they'll point three or four out. Try that, try that, try that. Tell us what you think. They have samples of bread over there in the corner. If you love that one, go get a fresh loaf on your way out. If you go in after six, it is not technically policy. But they'll oftentimes say, you want a loaf of bread to take home for free on the house? It just might happen after 6 as they're getting ready to close and they have some loaves left. If you get the pretzel bed, you'll be lucky. Bread in some circles. Mm -hmm. Plenty of pastas, delicious sauces, homemade. Meatballs are already made and they're frozen. So, guys, if you can't cook, the girl's going to go, oh, he cooks spaghetti. Isn't that great? Every guy thinks he can boil water. You do lots of pasta, she'll be yours. Back after this, hour number two, which includes the Rick Pitino press conference live right here on 790. Carity. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Dave Jennings. Anton Benetti. All right, folks, we are back for hour number two, which will include Rick Pitino at the bottom of the hour. I will say that sometimes he's a little tardy to his uh He's very political his when it comes to that. Like a president, Rick Pitino shows up when he wants to. Gets there when he wants. He gets there when he wants. So 4.30-ish Supposed is what to I announce say. team captains and probably address the schedule. Not sure if the NCAA stuff will come up. We'll find out. We had a caller mention that Granttown, West Virginia, was Nick Saban and Rich Rodriguez's hometown. And I said that he had told us the smallest town in West Virginia makes fun of where he's from. Granttown, West Virginia. The official census from 2010, 613 people. Oh, my god! I love this. The estimate for 2016, 611. So I guess two people died. They're expecting two people to die. 28% of the town lives in poverty. Okay, that's coal mines all around. Let's see. There, this. Oh, here it is. The town is home to a local legend of a Bigfoot-type creature. Cited periodically by locals since the early 70s, the creature is known as the Grant Town Goon. <laughs> Lives in the woods and coal waste areas to the southern and southwestern parts of town. <laughs> the Grant Town Goon. Well, what do we have over there? Uh, the Popelik Monster. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they just had a study come out that, sh- that showed that it's not just unhealthy for people that work in coal mines. Everyone that lives around a coal mine also are very unhealthy. Oh, so sure. They think that, that that coal dust and all that gets in the air, and it's just an unhealthy environment mm-hmm. for not just people that go down in the mine, but people that live around the mine. So this, the little towns around it have horrific cancer and death rates that are way worse than anybody else in any other area. Although we went from 613 to 611, so that's not too bad. No, that's true. That's true. All right, the Louisville... Men's basketball schedule is out. Kentucky Wesleyan, Bellarmine, George Mason, Nebraska Omaha, Southern Illinois, and St. Francis is your non-conference. Yeah, basically your non-conference. So it takes a little while to get to a compelling matchup. That's all the home games. At Purdue is the one uh, that is a pretty good one there, at Purdue. Jeff Brom's not coaching them, so don't worry about it. That's exactly right. So December kicks off with a bang with Seton Hall. Then Siena, and then Indiana, uh, December 9th at the Yum Center, followed by Bryant in the Gotham Classic. 
I have no idea what that is. I don't either. And then they're going to play Memphis in New York at Madison Square Gardens. They come back home to play three non-conference, Albany, Grand Canyon, and then go to Kentucky December 29th. That's a 1 p.m. tip on CBS, the U.K. L game. The answer to our conflict with North Korea could come... From a pro athlete, former retired NBA star. Dennis Rodman. So Dennis Rodman says he wants to go back over. Quote, I just want to try to straighten things out for everyone to get along together. He said this on Good Morning Britain. Their friendship began, him and Kim Jong-un, when he visited in 2013. And I want a movie montage of what he's describing here. Dennis Rodman, quote, we laugh, we sing karaoke, we do a lot of cool things together. We ride horses, we hang out, we go skiing, we hardly ever talk politics, and that's a good thing. I want a video in the Potbelly Pig and Rodman skiing and singing karaoke. I want this. He, uh, right when you think Dennis Rodman's a good guy, right? Now, if he accomplished... When did we think that? I, I think there was... Well, all right. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. And this guy is a murderous serial killer freak mm-hmm. that is going to get millions of people killed. And he, by the way, is most likely responsible. His family, we know for sure, is responsible for the millions, millions mm-hmm. of deaths in North Koreans. If you commit a crime, and gosh knows, that could be anything in North Korea, you go to hard labor camps. Your children go to the hard labor camps. And then their children, if they have, if they meet someone in the hard labor camp and have children, those kids are in hard labor camps. So there's hanky-panky in the hard labor camp. They have, when you get thrown in jail in North Korea, you are thrown in jail for three generations. Jeez. Okay? You might might not want to go back. And if you want to talk about what they teach in school, it gets even scarier. So don't don't even try. All right, uh, 571-7900 is the phone number. We're looking forward to Saturday afternoon as Louisville, they are traveling. I think the plane is taking off here in a couple of minutes to take off to go to North Carolina. This is your first ACC matchup for the Cards, and that's why it's very important. If you want to win the ACC, you got you got to get these wins. But, folks, anytime you play a conference foe on the road, it's tough. North Carolina is way better than Purdue. All right? Yeah. Way better than Heimlich. No, it's okay. It's just coffee's getting to me. So this is raining yesterday in D.C., dog. Oh you know, no! You know how you get cold and you just kind of can't get warm again. You could have that pneumonia. But it was. By the way, Honor Flight was the most wonderful thing. One of the most wonderful things I've ever done in my life. So top ten. Yes. Yes. I mean, most of your top twenty involves twins. Were there any twins that and, were veterans? And Frank Weaver, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. Frank Weaver, ninety four years old, Tuskegee Airman, World War II vet, unbelievable. So he's my guy. Um, North Carolina, by the way, very good against the run last week against Cal. Gave up a ton of passing yards. So Louisville could have a similar offensive stat line, hopefully minus the false starts. Uh, the plane, Jody says, is going to take off sometime tonight. Jody, of course, is on the field reporter. Um, Paul Rogers and Cupper are going to be on the call. Found this from Walmart. So this this holiday season, tell me if you've heard of any of these, you or Mud. These are the top 25 toys for this season. Every year, there's a, a there's always an Elmo or there's a Cabbage Patch. Mm-hmm. Hatchimals, 
What are hatchimals? Okay, I'm sure it's going to hatch. You're going to have like an egg. Remember the egg thing last year was huge, and people were selling them online for thousands of dollars, Mud, remember? I think that's the same thing, I think. Is it the hatchimals? Hatchimals surprise. Yeah. I don't know if it was a mole. It was something else. It was a dinosaur. Hatchimals. Like M-A-L-S, like animals. Oh, hatchimals. Oh, I thought you right. said mole. That's whack-a-mole. I was like, why do kids want to have a mole? No. Unless you're Aaron Neville. It worked out for him. No, that's the wrong kind of mole. Oh. Little Bits Star Wars Droid Inventor Kit. Never heard of it. Num Nom's Nail Polish Maker. Let me tell you. No? Yum, 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 yum. There is no... Man, it's satisfying when your kids move to the electronic Christmas and not these damn toys. Mm-hmm. But then you spend the money on the electronics, and they play with it for I a day, and they go back outside and whack sticks. No. Barbie Dreamhouse is still big. For for real, friends, Roaring Tyler, the Playful Tiger. For real, friends, Roaring Tyler, the Playful Tiger. Anybody? Weird. LOL Surprise Fizz Factory. That's what's happening to you with that coffee right now. It is. Soggy Doggy Board Game. Oh, that sounds cool. Anybody? Yeah. The Huffy Electric Green Machine Trike. Does anybody Wait play- a minute. Tricycles? You don't have to pedal anymore? <laughs> what? Well, kids have hoverboards. They go down the street yeah. and not walking or running on a hoverboard texting. The Nerf Rival Nemesis? The, re- it- or the recoil Does anybody play set? board games anymore? There's one that's really big. It's called something about cats. The kids are try- always trying to get me to play board games, and I'm like, ah, they're named board for a reason, because they're boring. Remember Mr. Mouth? Yes. No. See a neighbor of yours? It's a game I played in high school. <laughs> hmm. Oh no, the bottle ended on Mr. Mouth. Show me Mr. Mouth. Hmm. Oh, let me see that, son. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Bring, bring it over here. Stop it. Oh. Stop. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. All Spin right. it again. All right. Disney Pixar Cars Three Ultimate Floor Speedway. The Paw Patrol My Size Lookout Tower. Everybody loves Paw Patrol. Some of the things that are huge this Christmas. Uh, Jody's fearful. Uh-oh. He's texting me and says, look out. Did he say, Tony, I'm fearful? Yeah, I'm reading into it. Gotcha. Says the UK game and U of L game is December 29th, as we just mentioned, right. at 1 p.m. That leads into the Sun Bowl, which is where all the national pundits have Louisville going. Well, it happened last year. I know, but Lamar Jackson's a Heisman favorite. Florida State's going to be minus their quarterback. Louisville could do better than the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. We're all hoping for that. It starts on Saturday with North Carolina. Be a good got, problem to have. They've got to play better. I mean, this isn't just like, oh, well, we'll show up and we'll beat North Carolina. I think people are way overconfident of beating North Carolina. I hate to be the guy here, but North Carolina's not Purdue, and they're at home. Well, they lost to Cal at home last week. Okay, I get it. But, man, North Carolina's got a lot of returning starters from last year. And Cal's not a bad team. And and Louisville needs to play better. You can't have ten penalties. You can't have... Two turnovers on the goal line. One thing I fear, you talked about the basketball schedule, is the national media narrative around the Louisville-North Carolina game. Hopefully that'll all be done and people have forgotten about the NCAA stuff oh, between the two schools. I didn't even, even, I didn't even go there because it's the hopefully basketball Hopefully by program. then, yeah. second half of the season, the NCAA's had their say. But hopefully it is not a battle of the bannerless. Let's hope that they don't go down that road. Right. All right. 
All right, uh, let's take a short break. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. Genesis Diamond Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Folks, the best guarantees are at Genesis Diamonds. It's the, the sale is not finished when you ring it up at the register, okay? They'll find you the perfect ring, the perfect piece of jewelry, the perfect Swiss timepiece, right? Tag Heuer, um, Breitling. These are the, the type of Swiss timepieces they have that you can't find anywhere else. Now, these are big boy watches. You know, if you're going to step up in the play, you, you, you got to get one of these watches. People know it. Now, the jewelry, you buy something, it's guaranteed, man. You buy a ring, they got the 110% guarantee money back. So, or, uh, the upgrade. So when you come in with him after one year, you, you're going to a bigger diamond. They'll give you 110% what you paid last time, the year before. Boom. Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's. The best warranties, the best selection. The only place to get a jewelry is at Genesis Diamonds here in Louisville. Back after this on 790. I got to oh, tell you. This is very tender. I got to tell you, Mud, you're doing a damn good job with music today. Yes. What made you think of this one, Mud? Mr. Mouth. Huh? Mr. Mouth meets uh, Tony. <laughs> He needs to marry Carly Simon. Oh, wasn't that big? Wow, you know Pac-Man kids. Do Herbert meets Tony again? She's still alive. Hi, you think? Tony. Who did she marry? Oh. She's married like Paul Simon for a while. Some little guy. Was she married to Paul Simon for a while? No, that was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher was married to Paul mm-hmm. Simon for a while. Yeah, they had children. Stop it! Stop! That's not right. No, they you do. say children too well when Just you say that. Tony's name. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Get over here. Stop it. Tonight, I cannot believe that the Patriots are a nine and a half point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a huge number in NFL. Anything nine or above, but they're, crazy. They're, they're probably going to win by 17. Yeah. Well, they're at home. Tonight, the game's on NBC at 830. Don't forget, in 10 minutes, again, 430-ish. Whenever Rick Pitino swanders in to do the press conference, swanders. He, I like swanders. He's a that's swanderer. like swaggering aimlessly. Yeah, that's right. He just he he does his thing. So wasn't whenever, that an Indiana license plate? Swander, Indiana, back uh, in the day. I don't think so. Pretty sure it was. Swanders. Is that a word? Swander. It is now. Swandering. I like it. So Tom Brady. If you saw this yesterday, the joint. Remember, Giselle was on CBS this morning saying, "My husband had concussion last year and the years before." Did she do it again today? No, no. But they reviewed the NFL and the Players Association determined he did not have a concussion last year. They looked at medical records with his permission, also the records of the Patriot staff and independent concussion spotters. So apparently, either on tape or they watched games or they have them in the stadium, people looking for signs of concussions. The review confirmed he did not report any signs or symptoms related to one in 2016, even though Giselle said he had one. It's bound to happen when you have to throw the ball and catch it at the same time. (laughs) That was my favorite line. You know what? Good for her. You know what? Good for her. Whatever. I mean, she was drunk. She was sticking up for her man. I like it. Right? Even though it's not a team thing, so what? The wives always have something to say about where you work, right? <laughs> they take advantage of you, and let me tell you why. And you've got to stick up for yourself. You've got to do this. Your wives are the worst. Never, it, You want to get good advice from your wife about your workplace, but a lot of times they're way more emotional about it than you are. A wife will get you in trouble. That's exactly right. Here's what you're going to do when you march in there. Right. 
Well, you saw Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend. <laughs> According to Ray Lewis, that cost him a job with the Ravens. What's that? He's in a room talking with the Ravens, and they're getting ready to bring him on board, and the girlfriend posted uh, a, a picture of him talking with the owner, comparing it to the Django Unchained hug between Jamie Foxx and Leonardo DiCaprio. That Ray Lewis and the Ravens are like, what the heck? So that Ray Lewis is claiming that's the reason. You have got to be kidding. Not kidding at all. It never ends. I said yesterday, I just hope that they're not living this hateful life where they think everything in the world is a racial thing. That movie, by the way, was awesome. At some point when you think, I've seen it all, or I'm not, like, shocked, or I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, creativity still exists in, Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. And you think, boy, we we really know what happened in in uh, in the slavery times, right? We all know what how it was. I, I would think that that was probably as close as it was to reality. I don't doubt it. And it is, it's one of those films when it goes dark, you kind of just sit there for a minute, mm-hmm. like, what did I just see? Well, Quentin Tarantino has a knack for that. Yes, remember yes. in Glorious Bastards. They have one of the, the hateful, stupid Nazis on his knees. Yes. And the guy's coming out with the bat. Yes. And I'm like, how much is Tarantino oh going to show? Right, yes. Oh, no. Yes. And then and right it, at the last second, it goes distant. Yes. And you hear the watermelon. Yes. So it is, it's the most horrific scenes mixed with comedy. And that's what Tarantino does. Like Pulp Fiction, when the kid mm-hmm. gets his head shot off in the back of the car, where we're all laughing out loud, and we're like, why are we laughing? The kid got his face shot off. and But somehow, that's that to me will be his legacy. Yep. Apparently, his next movie is on the Charles Manson murder. Oh, oh no. my gosh. Yeah. The thing those women did to some of those people in that house, oh. Well, he'll make it into some sort of comedy. He'll make it into some sort of weird comedy. Oh, by the way, the whole Tom Brady thing with the concussion, I think this was a sign that he had a girlfriend in 2016. Complaining he had headaches all the time. Oh. Huh? Maybe maybe he just couldn't keep up with her appetite. That could be. For the sack. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Well, he can't eat. In the sack, I mean. In the sack. Right. Appetite. Well. Maybe he has an stop. appetite for the sack, no, too. stop it. Student, no. Student activity center. All right, here's some of the Ben Roethlisberger had that for a while. Five minutes good. until Rick Pitino's press conference here live on 790 KRD. What a great lead-in we are. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland's getting nine points. That is an interesting game to keep an eye on because, remember, Cleveland and Pittsburgh in the preseason caused a lot of trouble. It caused us to have a really serious conversation that Monday. And Cleveland, of course, there's always drama. Miles Garrett, the overwhelming, the unanimous number one pick, and by a wide margin, out of Texas A&M. He's out two to four weeks dealing with ankle injuries. That happened to him at Texas A&M also. And Calvin Pryor, the former number one pick, not one number one, but first round pick out of Louisville, acquired by the Browns from the Jets, got in a fight today at practice, and was released. Oh, it sucks. Giants at Dallas. Dallas minus three Sunday night game. And then the Monday night game is Adrian Peterson goes home to Ve- or to the Vikings as a member of the New Orleans Saints. And the, and the Cowboys game, Ezekiel Elliott expected to play even though a six-game suspension was upheld, they're challenging that in court. So until they get resolution there, he could possibly play for a bit. But the game of the weekend is probably your game. Packers-Seattle. Seattle at Green Bay. Green Bay is minus three. They're a three-point favorite at home. Story that, of the Packers again yeah. will be, Do they did they address their running back short? Is Montgomery really a running back? A couple of fourth-round picks. But the defense... 
They passed on Dalvin Cook for Kevin King, who will start in the secondary. If the Packers can stop someone, the offense obviously has a chance. But they've been awful on defense ever since the Super Bowl season, and I have no idea why Dom Capers is still there. Still some blame for the personnel folks. The little wrinkle that the Steelers threw into their offense last year was when they moved the extra point thirty out to the 30-yard line or what mm-hmm. it was, made it a 30-yarder. The Steelers started going for two a lot more than anyone else in the league. Will they continue to do that this year? Will they go for two on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock more than anybody else? They or did say, they find a kicker that they can rely on? Well, they say, well, the guy, the kid, the guy, the guy they have now is 29 for 29 from the new distance. So mm. it's not, you know, it's not, it's an extra point. Uh, it's, it hasn't changed the percentages. It's, it's gone down a little. There, a there, little bit. There are more missed extra points. Okay, but for the most part, it's the same. So it hasn't changed too many games. They're going for two. They say that's a better, better odds. If it's a fifty percent odd anyway, why not? Mm-hmm. So you get it, make up for it in the next play. So will they go for two? These are all wrinkles we're talking about because everyone's excited about the NFL season starts in three hours. The Dolphins Tampa Bay game was officially canceled due to Irma. So if I get this right, I'm pretty sure they're going to play in week 11. They both had a bye week. But due to the other bye and when it falls, I think they're going to play 16 straight games without a break, those two uh, teams. I did mention my grandmother passed away earlier in the show. She died last night. Uh, the story is when she was born in the 20s that there was a huge uh, – she was born during a hurricane. Hurricane. Wow. She's from Key West, hurricane Florida. Hurricane what? Do you know? I don't know. i got to figure it out. She She's from Key West, Florida, and she was supposedly born – during a hurricane, and she died, and here comes Irma heading wow. towards Florida. Creepy. And then Jose is now a cat, too, right behind her, and then in the Gulf is Hurricane, Jose. hurricane Katia. Oh, who's, Jose is behind Irma. Jose is behind Irma. Yes. Where the man belongs. But that is but that's, that is in, in the same exact line. Yes. And it's building, now it's a Hurricane 1. 2, I think, for Jose. Oh, Lord. Jose's going to get all drunk in the Caribbean and head towards Florida. And 600 miles south of Houston is Hurricane Katia. A one, but probably heading to Mexico. Is when are the jokes cheaper gonna, there? When are the jokes going to start where Trump is going to prevent Jose from coming to land in America? Well, <laughs> we we joked about this on Leland's show. Trump would never allow Jose to make it to Florida. Remember, at first it was they were all guys' names, so people said, "Why not women?" Yes. So we started with the women's names. Yes. And then they said, "Where's the diversity in hurricane names?" Right. So now you have Katia and well, you have Jose, but now they're going to say, "Wait a minute." Are you saying Hispanics destroy coastlines? How the hell do you come up with Irma? There's no Irmas With anymore. an I. Irma, there's no Irmas. There's Irma's, an Irma in my church. Irma's like 1952. Now, are we getting close to the press conference? We're about, uh, we're about a minute away. Okay, so. we're going to take a break right now. Let's take the break, and we'll come back, and Rick Pitino will be talking. Right. Back after this, it's Tony and Dave here on 790 KRD. All right, Rick Pitino, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Here we go. About two minutes in. It's, it's strange. Sometimes when you face adversity, uh, it's strange how it works out. We've had our best recruiting in my 17 years here, in the last couple of years, and it's only getting stronger uh, following. We also got very lucky, lucky with Stephen Enoch, a 6'10", 255-pound, very talented young man, transferred from Connecticut coming in. We could not have recruited a high school basketball player as well-developed as him. Um, and as well as with Donovan Mitchell even, uh, having Tugs come in, and uh, Brian's just been a big lift to, to us as well, filling that void. So we're super excited for Donovan as well as the young men coming in here. And 
Um, we're, we're ready to get started, and we'll practice on October the 1st. We just finished one of our 40-minute practices, and it also went extremely well. You know, it's it's funny how it works sometimes. It's um, uh, sometimes there's no explanation, but I, I think that everybody realizes. I think they take their time and do research of what we're all about, and they see the potential in this program right now, and they see the young players in here that are very talented. And every single recruit said the same thing: "We know what you're all about." The family said, we know what you're all about, and we're really, really interested in moving forward. And uh, that's, that's really refreshing for us who've been through a lot of torment with what went on. Is there any more dedication or energy on your part in the recruiting process? You know, when, I, I think what changed is a, a little bit of a culture. I think Damien and Trey came in here. And they had a lot to do with the changing of the culture. And they, they were such a breath of fresh air during difficult times that we said, hey, let's get guys like that who are very humble but very confident in their abilities. And we've done that with this freshman class. This freshman class is outstanding. And I know moving forward, it's going to take on a new level. Uh, but, you know, when adversity hits, you, you really got to make sure it doesn't affect moving forward. You, you learn from the past, you don't live in it, but moving forward, certainly you've got to make sure that it's even better than what you've had, and I think we've done that. Well, continuity is really important. Obviously, we've had over 30 assistant coaches move on, and sometimes you're very happy for them, but it hurts continuity. And that's where the the so-called uh, operations guys or the graduate assistants, a guy like Jordan Fair, for instance. Mike Bellotto leaves. He had a lot to do with our future in recruiting, but Jordan Fair comes in, and he's a big-time recruiter. So it fills that void right away, and that's really important for continuity. Well, I have to say, in the last four or five years, I've witnessed a lot of great things with the, that the NCAA has uh, enacted great things with, with the meal plans, with the travel by, for the parents. This is probably the worst piece of proposed legislation I've seen in my lifetime. And it wouldn't be bad for the University of Louisville, but it's terrible for Miami of Ohio. Um, it's Somebody has a, a young man that suddenly blows up and he's at a mid-major school. This would kill mid-majors. Anybody who blows up and say, you know what? I can go play at Duke, Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, let me transfer to a, to a bigger level. It also gets AAU coaches and sneaker companies involved in trying to promote their player. Then the other hand is, what about the player that needs development, a Russ Smith who comes in and he needs development, and suddenly he gets a scar. I'm going to transfer because I'm, not, I'm part of this younger microwave society. Let me go elsewhere in the, to greener pastures. It, it is the worst and it has nothing to do with coaches being able to move because that, that's a ridiculous argument um, because that has nothing to do with the player's development. That has nothing to do with mid-majors moving on. Um, but, look, you, you can't get every piece of legislation correct. 
You try to make it better, and but this is one of the worst pieces I've ever witnessed in my lifetime as a basketball coach. And not for us at the University of Louisville, but for mid-majors and for other people who really need development. A guy like Anas Mahmoud. So I'm not, I'm not having instant gratification. Let me move on to the University of Egypt. He's, he's about 235 pounds. Um, I'm really pleased with him. I'm super excited. Ray Spaulding has gone from a good basketball player. He's about 80% of the way to greatness. The 20% is not the physical. 20% is, uh, is personality on the court. That when he's open, commanding the ball, yelling for the ball, and doing things like that. Uh, all our guys have gotten significantly better in the freshman class. Jordan Wara has, has been great of late. Um, uh, Tugs has been awesome of late. Uh, Malik is coming on. Obviously, Lance and Darius are a little bit behind because they're learning different positions right now. Well, it's on a rot- it's on a rotating basis. Um, well, remember we played Syracuse twice, and now we've replaced Syracuse with Florida State, so it is rotating. I wish they'd rotate uh, Virginia the hell out of the schedule. <laughs> Right. But, look, it's a great conference. There is, there is no easy path in this conference. And believe it or not, the tougher, the more I like it. Now, obviously, if you look at the end where you play at Pittsburgh, North Carolina, at Duke, at Virginia Tech, Virginia, at NC State, that's a tough finish. But I'd rather have it that way. I'd rather end tough. You know, remember last year we were looking at a – thinking we'd get a, a three-seed some people were predicting a four seed, but because we were number one strength of schedule in the nation, we got, we got a two seed. So a great schedule is, is something that everybody, uh, every commission is trying to promote in their conference. So we've got another great schedule. Uh, the only thing that sticks out to me was I was on the, uh, with Kevin Willard playing golf, and he said, Coach, let's play a home and home. And I know he likes, he's very fond of Louisville. And he had one player, power forward, potentially thinking of going to the draft, and he kept telling me he's not coming back, he's not coming back. And the moment we signed the home and home, the kid came back. So he thinks he's going to have quite a good basketball team. You know, Kuga, you got to give him a lot of credit because when we met at the end of the year, I said, look, son, you just have got to develop some quickness your game. And he got together uh, with his family and hired a, a speed coach. And um, we've actually have gotten together and watched one of the workouts or met with the speed coach. And uh, She did some awesome things with you because he's much quicker, much faster, much more explosive than he's, than he's been. But every single guy in this basketball team, VJ now has entered the realm of Donovan Mitchell as a sophomore. Um, Dang Adele is a dominating basketball player in our practice. Um, as I told you, Ray Spaulding is, is 80% of the way there. Um, Honest has improved tremendously. So they've all gotten significantly better with a very strong freshman class. It's, it's the most athleticism I've had since I've been at Louisville. Now, 
I'm not comparing it to the championship team or another Final Four team. I'm, I'm talking about pure athleticism. This is what I had in my last three or four years at Kentucky in terms of athleticism, length, speed, quickness. Now they've got, they got to learn how to play basketball together, and I believe they will. Well, you try to defensively create um, a situation where it's difficult to even run a play. You're, you're constantly trapping. You're constantly what we call up the line defensively. It would be like the football analogy. You're constantly blitzing and making it very difficult on the quarterback. And so you pick up the defensive pressure, and then you change ends quicker. You're faster changing ends. There's more, more lobs to the basket. There's more runouts with this type of defense. He worked with a speed coach. Now, you know, I'm t- totally a believer in it. I've heard of it in the last four or five years working with speed coaches. They do it in football to improve the 40-yard dash as you get ready for the combine. But he is much quicker and much faster. And so i got to give this young lady credit. I, I didn't meet her personally, but she did a fantastic job with Quentin. Uh, I thought it was going to be Minnesota or Purdue because you kind of figure out who's playing other games. We can't play, for instance, in Indiana because we're playing them at home. Um, so I, I thought it was going to be Minnesota or Purdue. Either one would is fine. It's a great class. It's a great class. What I like most about uh, Jordan and Tugs is they really, for freshmen, how to play the game. They understand. Now, Jordan was incredibly out of shape. As I said last time, you know, he came in here with a high percentage of body fat, and he's, he's, he's nine now. Going from 20 to nine is a great summer. Um, but he knows how to play the game. So does Tugs. Malik is learning how to play the game, but very gifted talent. Darius and Lance just need time because Darius has to learn a position, multiple positions, and Lance has to get physically stronger. And Stephen Enoch was one of the best pickups of the summer. You'll be, you'll be very impressed with it. He, he's allowed to play red-white games, right? Red-white games, Steve? Yes. And exhibition? Not exhibition. Okay. Say it again. I'm sorry. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't play a whole lot. They went with a defensive center. But here's a young man, 6'10", 255, who goes out to the three-point line and shoots it as well as any, any front court player, better than any front court player we have on our team, and he's 255 pounds and an awesome young man. Very – the people who have watched his practice are just blown away with his improvement and his development. He's about 232, 233. Yeah, now we've got to maintain it. We're trying to get him to 235 by October 1st and just maintain it, um, which I think we can do. And, you know, right now we've been, you know, we haven't been concentrating on starting lineups because I think it'll change 15 times this year. But I, I can see either Ray or Honest at the five and then Dang at the four, VJ at the three, Tugs at the two, Q at the one, or Jordan at the three. You know, it's just going to change. But we're so athletic, we can switch it all four or five positions, which is exciting because Ray can get out there and guard anybody. Uh, under the recent rules, I know you've been able to have 
schedule moving forward from back in the day. When do you all actually start? Well, like, like this week we didn't do individuals. This week we did three 40-minute practices. And just to put in our pressure defensively, put in a couple of sets offensively and get them used to playing together because we're so young, we, we, we've never played this many freshmen at once. So we want them to get indoctrinated into what we're trying to do. So essentially you all have, is, it, is there not a point when you can practice together more hours? October 1st. October 1st. He's a, he, he looks good. You know, sometimes injuries help certain players. So he went a good month just dribbling with his left hand, and it has really made him a complete basketball player. I believe he goes more left now than he goes right. And so injuries sometimes and can, can help in the development of a basketball player. I don't even know when it was Friday the 29th. Well, Friday at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Well, most people in Lexington don't work. They just, they're into basketball all the time. They, they, their weekend starts on Thursday night. So they're, they're going to take off. Believe me, it'll be packed. Yeah, it is. You know, I know that it would be. Um, intercession and it's holiday season it is a strange time I didn't even notice it until you brought it up I've, I've not seen that but look it'll be a great game uh, they've got a terrific team we'll be um, as you know you've read we have the number one campus from a beautification standpoint, uh, standpoint. I'm sure you've all seen that Kenny got it out to you so um, I, UK needs to work at that a little bit Uh, I'm, uh, I've been close with Reverend Cosby since I came here, and he is doing a great job um, with inner-city kids in making sure they are developed to their full academic potential and their athletic potential. And then I'm really blown away with the coaches, just both, both who have been great players here, taken on that job, both men's and women's basketball. And I, uh, Adidas, I just, I've asked them to do me a major favor. It's the first time I've asked Adidas for help since I've been at Louisville to, um, to outfit the team. And they've, they've done that. And um, we're excited about that. And Simmons is, I, I said to Reverend Cosby, look, we, we will play you. But just make sure you, you give your coaches a chance to develop the program so it's competitive. And he said, Coach, you just make sure you're ready. <laughs> that was his answer to me, and I, I, I found that very motivating. <laughs> and he's an awesome individual. He's just an awesome, awesome leader in his community. And um, we've, 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 you know, I've, I've met some, from Bob Russell to Pastor Malone to Reverend Cosby, just some great leaders who are part of the spiritual community, and um, and um, they, they just they do a great job here in the community. And we're excited to be part of it. And um, two of our, our alumni are coaching. Well, I don't know if you saw the TNT thing they did on them. Did you see that? I sent that to them, and I said this would just be a 
this, this man is trying to do great things in the city. I said, you're going to get very little out of it. But there's some things you do in, in life that you get little out of it, but it, it, it impacts uh, one of your number one brands in the University of Louisville because we're behind them. I know Tom is. I know I'm a big part of, of, of rooting for them as well. You know, it, it, we could we could go three different ways. We we could right now, if you said to me, Ryan McMahon has a leg up on the position because he knows everything, and Darius is just feeling his way around. And but Tugs has played the point at six eight in high school. He's played it, so he he can move back there depending on who you're playing. If you're playing a team that's pressuring you full court, you may not go. But if you're playing against a half court defensive team, Tugs can get it up against anybody. He's the type of basketball player that you, you, you can't go into one practice or one game and have a great appreciation for him. The more you see him, the more you realize he's got a great aptitude for the game. He can, he can post up, he can score, he can pass, he can handle. He, he really is, is multidimensional in terms of his skill level. But so is Jordan Wara. Like Jordan Wara yesterday in practice, you know, he, he probably never played defense in his life, and yesterday he had six steals in, in a 40-minute practice. And uh, he, because uh, both Tugs and, and, and Jordan have a very high basketball IQ, and you need to, to play as a freshman. You obviously win scholarship now. You, you lost David. You did such a great things from that walk on spot. What about the other two guys? I'm just talking about Dwayne and how Well, Dwayne's not a walk on. I mean, sorry, yeah. He's on scholarship now. Yeah. How has he developed, and then you talk about two walk ons? He is. Um, there's not a whole lot of difference between our starters and Dwayne. I'd, I could see him starting every every now and then, uh, you know, because he's a he's a physical presence. He's improved his offense. The other two guys, Joe and Jacob, uh, are going to be like David when he was a freshman. They're just going to they're going to add a lot to our practice, but they're not going to play a whole lot. Yeah, I, I got hired at Providence, and Dave Gavitt, who I was close to, called me and said, "Would you like, you uh, would you like my seats at Rupp Arena for the Georgetown Villanova game?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd love them." And um, I saw that game, and I was blown away by that game. I just sat there with my eyes bug-eyed. It was one of the most incredible games I've ever witnessed in person with great seats, and. What year was that? That was um, 85. Yep. I just got the job. And it was an awesome basketball game by a great coach. And then I entered the league when Roley won that championship. And we had some interesting dynamics at our league meetings. Because you remember, you got, you got Beheim, PJ, Louis Conasecker. You had Roy Chipman at the time, John Thompson, Roley, um, it was an incredible league for a young coach to enter. And um, he was a fabulous uh, basketball coach from a half-court standpoint, offensively as well as defensively. And uh, our prayers are with his family because he was one hell of a basketball coach. Yeah, I, I, have, I do have memories of Judd. He, I was Jim Beheim's assistant coach. I think I told the story once before. And Jim, you know, tends to get upset at the media from time to time. And... I remember um, Marty Burns, we won the Carrier Classic against Michigan State.
uh, Irvin, Irvin was a freshman, I believe, and um, he had an awesome game. I think he had a, may have had a triple double. And Jim Beheim, uh, the media voted for for um, MVP, and they gave it to Magic. And Beheim went into the press room and threw a, a stat sheet at two of the local writers' heads. It was only paper, but he threw it at their heads and just yelled, "Marty Burns deserved the MVP because we won the game." And it turns out Marty had a very nice career at Syracuse, but Magic went on to, <laughs> to do some special things in the game. And Judd was the coach at the time. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? You mentioned the hurricane. You have a house there. Two, yeah. Oh, it's going to be very, you know, I, I just, I waited a year and a half to finish some construction on my home and, um, my son lives right on the ocean in a very small house in Fort Lauderdale. So he's on his way now driving up to, um, to Tampa. And I don't even know if that's safe um, with my other son. Um, so, you know, it's, I, don't think, I don't think Miami has seen anything like this because it's not hitting land like Cuba or, or the Dominican Republic. And, and very good for those people that, and Puerto Rico had missed that would take the, it's coming in at 175 miles per hour, and that's scary. Um, you know, homes can be replaced, but people can't. I just hope everybody gets out there to safety. All right, we are back. Uh, that was Rick Pitino, press conference, some news and notes before we get to the top of the hour here. And don't forget, we still have, we're going to, we want to call the guy now and do it? Okay, let's do that. Okay, we're okay gonna, here's what we're doing. We're Remember gonna, that we did this a few years ago. We're, uh, Buckhead Mountain Grill has teamed up with us. Three lucky listeners every Thursday will have a chance to win $1,000 from Buckhead Mountain Grill. All you have to do is pick a college or a pro game. So an NFL or a college game coming up on either tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. Predict the exact final score of the game you choose and you will win $1,000. So three potential winners each week. Here are some of the news and notes. The uh, the three captains are Deng Adele, Anus Mahmoud, and Quentin Snyder. Give that Egyptian butt over uh, here. Uh, the NCAA proposal asked to Rick Pitino, this is probably the worst proposed piece of legislation I've seen in my lifetime. This is to eliminate the one-year sitting, right, if you yes. want to transfer. Yes, this would kill mid-majors. Uh, we'll where where I disagree that. with him, though, is where he said it wouldn't affect Louisville. But let's just say, not so much anymore, but Louisville gets a four-star and he doesn't play as a freshman, says, you know what, I'm going somewhere where I can play. That will happen a lot. All right, we haven't done this in a while, but we're back to it. Chad Jarvis, how are you, sir? What's going on, dog? What up, I'll be you. What, you know? what do you do, Chad? I work out at Toyota down Georgetown. Oh, all right, Excellent. Man. Are we still making Camrys down there? Yeah. All right. new one just came out. All right, there you go. Up. All right. All right, Chad. Now, your job is to pick the game, the winner... And the score, if you do that, $1,000 will be in your pocket. All right, dude? All right, man. All right, what's the what game? What you got? Go with, I think, I think I'm going to go with the Pats-Chiefs game tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, great, okay. And I'm going to go with the Patriots 34, the Chiefs 17. Patriots win 34-17 What did over, I, what did I say earlier that you they'll said. probably win by 17? All right. How did you come to that yeah. conclusion, Chad? Did you did you ask some of your buddies? You looked at the line? What up? 
Yeah, I was looking at the line and uh, I, I did some research online. Asked a couple of my buddies. All right. Shout out to Sean Bridges. All right, Chad. Well, here's the thing. He phoned we, a friend. We've done this on our show a couple of times, a couple of years ago, and it came through twice. Two winners. Two winners out of 12. So we're, we got you covered, all right? All right. I hope it's the third time. All right, Chad. There we go. Have a great weekend, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. See you, man. Thank Chad you to Buckhead Charles. Mountain Grill. Tonight's game. So it's Patriots 34, Chiefs 17. If that happens, a cool grand Chad. Yeah, if you go to Buckhead Mountain Grill, get the salmon. They've got a beautiful little plank salmon uh, fillet. Ooh, I've not tried that a salmon. Very good with the vegetable medley is always delicious, my you are, friend. You are eating so healthy now. Know. Allen Electric 636 Help is the phone number. Give them a call. They won't leave you in the dark. If you need an electrician, these guys are the best. Master electricians, licensed electricians. Tony Allen started the company you know, decades ago with just a little one tool bag and a crap car, and now it's the biggest, best outfit in Louisville. Allen Electric is the most recommended in town, so look, follow the the lead here. They are dedicated to residential electric work, so call them. 636-HELP. We'll see if we can squeeze in Adam Lefko after the top of the hour. How about that? Uh, I don't know. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? How about that? 790. Charity. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Do you know underdogs last yeah. half hour? I think we're going to save Lefko for tomorrow, Mud. I think that's probably the good idea. Okay. I'm out. I'm going to spend time with my family. Uh, my grandmother passed away yesterday. She was 90, almost 95. She'd have been 95 Tuesday. So There I'm are no she... better people in the world than grandmas. Oh, grandmas are the best. She grandmas was... will play with you. They'll play catch with you. They'll be 80 years old. They'll do whatever their grandkids want forever. She was my sweet little Cuban grandmother, and she passed away. She broke a hip last week, and we thought, oh, smooth sailing, because at first I went, Mom, that's not going to work out. And then she, you know, they she was up and walking the same day after a hip surgery. That's so. stubborn right there. That I'm not stubborn. sitting here anymore. She is the sweetest but stubborn, most stubborn person I've ever had in my life. So I will miss her. And um, did she become a Florida State fan being in Tallahassee all these she years? She couldn't tell you if there was a football game on her. Oh, whatever. gotcha. She's a little Cuban woman from QS, Florida. She couldn't tell you. What did uh, she like to do? What were her hobbies? Uh, worry about things. Oh, okay. It's four o'clock. Did she make good guacamole? Um, she made um, what we called um, old old clothes. Huh? Yeah, old clothes is where you take ro- or you take a roast and you kind of just pull it apart. It's like pulled pork. Oh, is this a tomato and potato thing? Yes, it's oh. a pota- well tomato and uh, and pork, and then you put the tomatoes in the red ri- oh, yellow rice. Ooh. So it's black beans, yellow rice, and old. They call it old clothes. And it's a Cuban meal, and it's delicious. And when you cook it, there's only one distinct smell. So when you smells like old clothes before you hit the door, you know she's cooking it, right? And it's and you're like, oh, we're gonna eat tonight. No, because I remember the smell of those gym shorts in middle school that were there for like three months. That's mm-hmm. not what it smells like, no, does it? No, uh, that's not why they call it that. Uh, but the Cuban bread is something I miss, and you know, mm. if for some reason only get it in South Florida that's cooked right. Or Lots of pasta right. could probably get that for the us. Cuban bread is delicious. Um, what makes it Cuban bread? I don't know, but my sister is a, a chef, and she tried to do it at home many, many times and mm. couldn't replicate it. So, What's the secret? I don't know. 
It didn't no. It's mm. like it's a French baguette kind of soft, gotcha. really soft. And obviously, every piece of bread is is better, just a tiny bit warm. Sure, with some butter on it. But uh, I will miss her dearly, and and we're I'm going to take the day off to spend with my family, and we'll figure things out from there. But obviously, getting hit by uh, Hurricane Irma, this in the news, and I don't know if you follow surfing. It is a sports story, technically. I I DVR everything I can. Uh, I know you do. 16 year old professional server Xander Venzia died while catching oh. a wave. During during Hurricane Irma, so he tried to ride a wave. A professional, again, sixteen years old. Before you jump, start calling the kid an idiot. He's sixteen years old. He's a professional surfer. Rode he lots said, of tasty he's waves. Like, I can do this. So before you start to jump to conclusions, again, the kid lost his life. So before you become a hole, stop doing that. All right, here's the highlights from Rick Pitino's press conference just a couple of minutes ago. Dave, Tri Captains, Dangadel, mm-hmm. Anus Mahmoud, yes, Quentin Snyder. There you go on the NCAA transfer proposal. We talked about this that the NCAA has asked members to give them input on whether they should allow student athletes to transfer without penalty. So they can just go to school to school if they want. Now, Rick mentioned the immediately counter... Immediately ineligible. Yeah, he mentioned the counter-argument that coaches get to do, and he didn't really have a good explanation why that was bad. But it is really bad in this case, because kids right now, they transfer at alarming rates even when they have to sit. Um, so now if you're not getting playing time... You're gone. Jay Billis has a good article on this saying you're counteracting what you're saying because what you say is every argument you make is like, well, they're not employees, they're students. Okay, so if they're students, then this is an extracurricular activity and they should be able to go and do that wherever. So he makes a very good argument. So is this a way for the NCAA to kind of reclassify them to avoid paying them? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, So he says, Rick Pitino, quote, this is probably the worst proposed piece of legislation I've seen in my lifetime. This would kill the mid majors. I, I don't. I don't doubt that this is the worst thing for schools. I, matter of fact, it's the only thing from that rule is the only thing that's preventing chaos. How does it kill the mid majors over Division it's, One? Though? No, I don't know. He's he's. he's I guess there's a, that out there's there. a chance that the two star that signs with Kentucky Wesley, it's probably NAIA, but they get really good and then they look for Division One and to hop up. I don't know. Rick Pitino is right. It's not saying it's that the the proposed legislation legislation is wrong. I think they should be allowed to transfer, but it will cause college basketball into chaos and it will ruin the game. I, I'm totally agreeing with that, but they should be allowed to do it. The reason it's only semi chaotic is because they have to think about yes. sitting for a year. That's exactly right, and there's rules to that. And schools can say you can't transfer there, 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 and there. So it is. I, I think I, it'll be chaotic for a little while, but then schools are going to be like, "I'm not taking anyone again because of playing time," because he hopped to someone else after we didn't play him. All right? Do we believe Rick Pitino when he says Anus Mahmoud is 225 pounds? Only if he's been eating here for a while. I am going to say I do not believe that. 225. <laughs> I'm going to say I do not believe 225. On a 6'11 frame, he's got to be there by now. I don't. What know. What was he last year? It's like 190 or something crazy. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, he can do it. I don't know. Uh, he did say, I wish the ACC would rotate Virginia, the blank, out of our schedule. Patino jokes about the recently released ACC basketball schedule, which, if you haven't been paying attention, the UK UofL game is set now. It is on a Friday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And Rick was surprised by that question. He didn't realize it was 1 o'clock. And then, of course, his line was, well, it's not going to matter in Lexington because they don't work. Yeah, that was great. Now... 
He's going, Rick's like, well, people are saying, December 29th, it's in that week between the Christmas and New Year's Eve, sure. and most people are off. Well, you know what? A lot of people aren't. December 29th is a work day. I'm not off. Mud's not off. We're not off. We could take off. We could take off. Which we probably will. I think we will. We won't be on this show. I'm out of vacation days. We'll be taking off from another station. Mm-hmm. But th- 1 o'clock on a Friday is awful. You what about people that work at Kroger? Did you just pop a surprise there? I don't know what you just did there. Uh, uh, what about people that work at Target? Yes. What about people that work at Carlots? What about people that work at... This is awful. 1 p.m. for UK L. Stop playing it then. If that's where you're going to schedule it, if it's so down on the totem pole of college basketball that you want to play one of the marquee games at Friday at 1 o'clock, kiss my ass. And we've talked... That's ridiculous. They need to recognize that they have to take their marquee matchups, which is Louisville, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, and only a handful of others that have any regional or national interest, and get them away from college football, get them away from the holidays. I don't understand. Look, by the way, this is the network. This isn't UofL UK. I mean, this is they they play when TV tells them to play, so they, they are they are hostages of the television. But that but you do that for the price. They pay you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you've got to push back. Now, I've had this opinion for years on this show. I was tired of the New Year's Eve at noon. It ruins it for people here. That's just a dumb time because you're drunk by two. It's it's ruined. Well, first of all, I always think of the well, business. I think of the businesses in Louisville. Because the UK UOL game is a Saturday night to bars and restaurants. So when you put it on New Year's Eve, you're taking, heck, some bars, that's a 6000 to $9,000 night. And people that do these hotel packages for a grand with dinner and dancing, they're like, no way, I'm drinking at noon. We're not going to go spend a grand tonight also. So CBS, you can kiss it. Ooh. Bring it over here. No, stop it. That's creepy. Tonight, we are just three hours away, almost, for the NFL. I know. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots take on Kansas City Chiefs. Despite what Giselle said, the NFL, the Players Association concussion spotters... She can say whatever she wants. ...did research and said he did not indeed have a concussion last year, despite what she claimed. Whatever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get hit a lot, but when he does... Is that what she's into? No, 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 no. On the field. Getting oh, hit oh, on the field. Oh. So I don't know. I, I believe the wife. Even though the wife, you don't let you, advice for the wife and your career. Whew, that's why you get Christmas parties and all. You got to go, look, I don't care how many drinks you have. Do not talk to my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why do you take advantage of him? Oh, no doubt. He works so hard for you. How many shows for how long? How, what is the story here? First you said Derby, one day, and then you said July. One day, he's going to walk out. You watch that. He will walk out. That's not how Jackie sounds. No, no. My wife. My wife goes to my boss and say, you're not working him hard enough. That, that's Keep how him what, out of the house longer. If you listen to the one-hit wonder station on iHeartRadio, yeah. this is what the voiceover guy sounds like. It's one-hit wonder radio on iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio. One-hit wonder radio on iHeartRadio. <laughs> Trust me. One hit, one to radio. I'm not hot radio. All right, man. All right. Is that the official millennial thing? No, no. Disc jockey's been sounding that forever. Air server of Louisville. 
That's hard to do that one. Five six one double O double one, don't you know? Best HVAC company in town, not just me saying it, you say it all the time. On Angie's list, they're number one right there. And the Better Business Bureau has them at A plus. Some of the other guys around town, they have all kinds of stories, all kinds of problems, C's next to their name. There's a big old A plus and no problems there with AirServe. That's because they're honest and trustworthy. They want to make you a customer for life. Get some cleanings, get a product that you were honest about. And given options up front, everyone's going to have different needs. It could be your church. They put a train system on our church. It could be your home. You could have a 10,000-square-foot house. You could have a tiny house. You could have a houseboat. All different needs, and you might not want to spend a ton on your rental property. No offense to your renters, but the 800-square-foot apartment doesn't need a $12,000 system. All of those options are there for AirServe, and they will never recommend a new system unless you absolutely need it. There are tons of stories I could tell you. Richard and I get together and the things that his guys find. Get a second opinion. If you feel rushed, if you feel uncomfortable, and they're trying to get the system out of your house quickly, call someone. Call AirServe, preferably, 561-0011. They've gotten to those situations and found cut wires and simple fixes. When the system was good, what will they do? Those guys will take it out, repurpose it, and use it somewhere else, and you're out ten grand. do not do that. Just call AirServe, 561-0011. Back after this short break, last 15 minutes of the show, right here on the Afternoon Underdogs. Tony and Dave on 790. K.O.D. All right, we are back. Ooh. Last uh, couple minutes of the show. Again, Rick Pitino, press conference a little bit earlier. He was a little upset with the proposed NCAA trans, uh, transfer uh, legislation that they are just, again, they're finding out facts. But it, they, you know how the NCAA words things? That sounds like they're close to doing it rather than, oh, we're just going to throw it out there. Right, right. This sounds like they could possibly do it. I think every coach in the NCAA is going to freak out like Rick Pitino did today and say, it's the, it's, he says, quote, it's the probably the worst proposed piece of legislation he's seen in his lifetime. Who is going to benefit from this are schools that are a notch below Louisville, a notch below Kentucky. Division one schools where high-level recruits that don't get to play a lot as freshmen start to look for schools that are still good yep. that will play them. Yep. So you are going to have to. Coaches or, will be under pressure to make freshmen happy or, right away. Or guys that, that were not recruited well but are superstars because they fall through the cracks. On uh, Vice versa, someone like uh, a Luke Hancock or somebody that's, wow, this guy's actually really good. He's going to we'll look to come to Louisville. Yes, yes, but I don't know, man. The thing is also, transfers always take a while to, tra- to uh, transition. So they, they're not good until the December, till the second break. Right? You know what's died down, too, is that the graduate transfers. Eh, okay, just because just just Louisville's not doing it, it can't be that... that uh, it seemed like it was in the news a lot. Yep. Um, I, I agree with Rick. It will kill college basketball. I think it's the right thing to do, because why is it the kid pays the penalty for everything? I think it's the right thing to do. It will kill college basketball. What else? Because it'll become AAU. Well, what else happens if, let's say, there's a scandal somewhere? There will be more in college basketball. You know that. Instead of waiting it out, and okay, I got a city or somewhere else. I might as well wait it out here. Kids are going to go. I want no part of that. Bye. If there's no penalty, if there's no thought, if they can on a whim, young teenage, early twenty somethings minds, Mm -hmm. they are going to jump. 
oh, they do it now. If the AAU team they're not on doesn't start them or the team's not built around them, what do they do? They go get their own coach, they start their own AAU team, and the team is built around them. They get the ball, they get the touches, the the offense is, is built around them, the style is built around them. And that's what they're used to. That's why you have so much, so many problems in college is because that's the system they come from. So now if you allow them to go wherever they want to go every single year, it could cause chaos. Matter of fact, it will cause chaos. You're just telling me before we came back that you're really tired after yesterday's honor flight trip. Yes. It's hard to bounce back when we get in our upper forties and oh, yeah. fifty in my case. So I found this in Women's Health magazine. I wasn't actually looking at the magazine. It was populated on a different site. But these are foods you can actually eat before bed to help you sleep. Do you know any of them? No. Uh, what, what, say, say it again. I'm sorry. Foods that will actually help you sleep through the night or fall asleep. Something you can snack on before bed that will help um, that happen. Cottage cheese. Not on this list. Pumpkin seeds. Okay. They have lots of magnesium. They call it nature's ambient. A quarter cup will get half your daily dose of magnesium. Popcorn. Feel-good chemical serotonin is in high-fiber eats like popcorn. Soy. Mm. Women who are two or more servings of soy daily almost twice as likely to get eight hours of Zs than women who didn't eat soy. Tart cherries also raise melatonin levels. Salmon with the silent L, full of B vitamins, antioxidants, and omega-3s, but it's the vitamin D that helps parts of the brain help you fall asleep. And finally, yogurt. Probiotic fermented dairy oh, yeah, that's great for you. can lead you to shut eye by lowering cortisol. Yes, but watch the amount of sugar in the in the yogurt. Right. They can dump a bunch of sugar in it to make it more tasty. And then for you it. get a sugar high. Yes. All right, you are three hours away from kickoff. The Pats and the Chiefs. The Pats are nine and a half point favorite tonight, which is unbelievable. And another reason to listen to this or watch it as it were tonight. Thirty-four to seventeen was our lucky listener's attempt. Yes, one thousand dollars from Buckhead Mountain Grill. You'll have a chance to win again next week with Nick in the midday, Howie in the morning, and us in the afternoon. Uh, yes. So we'll, we'll try to get him a thousand bucks. Chad had a good score there, so he's he's smart. He's look. We did this a couple of years ago, and two people, two out of the twelve, won. So it's it's you you've got a good chance here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll fall. Saw this today for folks that travel a lot. It can be a little lonely, because most of us are good husbands and good wives, and if we have to travel, we just keep to ourselves. There are cads out there, but that's not us. So this Belgium hotel, or hotel in Belgium... What is it, 1928? You cad! I know. I don't know where that comes from with me. I'm an old soul. <laughs> from way back. So this hotel in Belgium is offering companionship for lonely guests. It's not a by-the-hour place, so whoa, it's whoa, not whoa, that. Whoa. Somebody to talk to? It's only $4 a night. What? Oh, it's a dog or a cat. The Hotel Charleroi near Brussels. For 4 bucks. they will rent you a goldfish. Oh, what? It's a way to entertain guests as they waited to check in, and then they became so popular, he expanded the service to room to room. That is ridiculous. Don't when... Eat, don't eat the goldfish. When... Has a goldfish been entertaining? I think it's soothing. They say if you have fish, it's better for your heart. If you eat them, no. If you watch, if you watch, the, it calms you. Really? Watching, watching the fish in the in the in the 
things. So instead of eating yes. fish oil supplements, I just have to look at them? It's better for your heart because your heart rate comes down and it calms you. It's, it's fish are soothing. Yes. Really? The fish tank. Watching the fish swim around in the, in, the, in and out of the, of the castle. That's the, true, I suppose. Very soothing. There's a lot of screensavers that calming. offer that up. Okay. Hi, little fishy. I think that's very affordable. Fishy, fishy. I think it's a great. I think that's a great thing. Four dollars. At some point, people are going to go. Why isn't the goldfish on the? Why isn't it free? You finally get the Wi-Fi for free, and now the goldfish costs four bucks. Right. It's ridiculous. How much does a goldfish cost? Do you know how many goldfish I got buy for four bucks? I don't know. Sixty. All right. I will see you on Monday. I will be off from my grandma. She passed away last night. So here we go. Mid America Security, 452 6277. That is the phone number. Again, 452 6277. Mid America Security ha- uses Honeywell Systems. These guys are innovators. They're on the top of the game. Everyone else in the security business follows Honeywell because that's what they do. They specialize in, in protecting businesses and homes in the best equipment. And they keep coming up with these great ideas every couple of years. You can get all these ideas or the basic system at Mid America. America Security on your home. When you mention this ad, you get the first three months on them. The number is 452-6277. Back after this with Jody Demling, the Cardinal Insider, who'll have details. He asked a couple questions today. I heard his voice. Uh, it's, it's exactly right. They, See were, they, were, they were eh. Dave Jennings, Tony Vanetti on 790. Carity. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.